Bienvenidos, bienvenue, herzlich willkommen, welcome to the 91st Minute. I'm your host, Vic Bell. I'm a football enthusiast and an inspiring coach who lives and breathes for the beautiful game. Whether it's football news, formations, debates, or coaches that seal their team's fate, we've got you covered. Thank you for stopping by. Fast new seatbelts. The 91st Minute starts now. Welcome, everyone, to the 91st Minute. As always, I'm your host, Vic Bell. We are joined today with our correspondent, our German correspondent, Gregor, back to the platform. Welcome back, Gregor. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me again. glad to have you obviously uh we're looking to work with you uh in future projects we're very very excited to have you with us today for the listeners just really quickly Gregor and I will talk about the Hungary game we will talk about what we've seen in the round of 16 so far and obviously what we think needs to be done or what we think is going to happen at Wembley on Tuesday Germany versus England so Well, let's hop into things. Hungary. Yes. In the group with Portugal, France, and Germany, in the group with these monsters of, uh, of nations, in a group where sometimes I feel like the results that they had, for example, against Portugal, didn't tell the whole story of how strong they, they were in the, in, the, in the group stages. How did you, what, what were you thinking? How did you think the game was going to go? I thought we were going to have a lot of ball possession, a lot of passing of the ball around the 16-yard box of Hungary. Sooner or later, maybe score one goal and then maybe they counter and score a second goal. That's what I expected. Hungary is a tough cookie and um, they kind of qualified the hardest way possible for the Euros. They got fourth in their division, in their qualification. Then they had to go to, through the playoffs where they beat Bulgaria and Iceland in the final. So they were the last one to qualify for the Euros. We saw how they play and what they can do. Absolutely. So me, honestly, I knew we were going to be in for it when I saw them frustrate Portugal in the group phases. And even though Portugal ended up winning the game, I just thought, wow, 3-0. If you hadn't watched the game and you would see this result, you would think, oh my God, Hungary are shit. They're not good. They can't play football. But that's definitely not what happened at all. They gave them a very tough game. They were very uh, united as a group. Um, as we say in German, their team guys, Vada, in all, the, in all of the games, they fought for, for each other, obviously. The game boils down at the highest level to details. And I think they were missing the certain quality to, to capitalize on that team, guys. You know, it's great to have this team spirit, but if you don't have the quality to get something out of this team spirit, it's tough. Yeah, they kind of lost the game in the last 10 minutes against Portugal, where they lacked concentration and kind of said maybe in their head mentally, yeah, we got this, let's take this point, and then... One, one, two, three, that's it. Absolutely. Obviously, this was a game we couldn't lose. 
I didn't want to rely on France beating um, Portugal. We did it the <laughs> tough way. We did it the tough way. I think, I think we were a bit lax in the first half. I think, I think, I think uh, we lacked a little bit of application. The goal we gave them gave them hope and made things a lot tougher than, than it should have been because I think they gained from that goal. They grew within the game from that goal. Do you think we should blame somebody on that first goal? Because usually the way you, you um, describe it, analyze the goal, is looking at a few steps before the goal. I remember correctly, Tony Kors not giving, giving the midfielder a lot of time to control it, to look up, pick up where he's going to put it. By the time Kors decided to apply a little bit of pressure, the ball was already in mid-float. Terrible defending between the center backs. If you remember, between I think it was between yeah. Hummels and between, Rüdiger. No, Hummels and Ginter. Hummels and Ginter, sorry. Rüdiger was yeah. dragged out wide. I think that's, that's, that's what happened. Yeah, Azalai, Azalai went out, in the middle, went out. Rüdiger could have gone with him, like one, two, three steps. And then Salai kind of put in the cross, the flow there, with a little bit of ice on it. Mm-hmm. And then right between Hummels and Ginter. I think you could have defended it better. But everybody was kind of moving up again. And then the cross came, you know, Chaloy. That's the only thing he is good at, headers. <laughs> and then they allow that kind of goal. I'm like, ah. It's, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because literally that's I was the- kind of mad. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, that's our thing. Getting goals at set pieces and crosses. Right. Tough. Tough, tough, tough. Do you think Noya could have done better with that? Or is it tough to call? Because it's, it's, almost, call. it's almost like he guessed it. He guessed it well, but obviously via hydroplaning, it was raining like crazy. Once the ball hit the grass, it took another like acceleration again, almost, yeah, you would if, say. If you look at his feet setting before he jumps, he just takes it one little step to set his feet. But then it's, that's just like... Those kind of interests, maybe one hand that's missing in the end. But Neuer isn't to blame at any goals so far. Okay. All right. We'll, 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 we'll keep it in the Tasha. All right. <laughs> Once again, Havertz, we come out and we're applying pressure. We're applying pressure. We're applying pressure. Once again, Havertz is there where he needs to be. 1-1. One, one. Yep. What, what, what do we think about Havertz? I think he's a great kid. He writes his wave of success right now and he will only get better in the next years absolutely i think if he stays that way and develops under tuchel at chelsea and under flick after the euro he's gonna be the kid to beat for us and for every opponent absolutely now that we look at these things in terms of one one the game is is basically we're back in the driving seat by the time I'm jubilating, <laughs> the ball is back in the back of the net uh, uh, on the other side. Yeah. Very un-German. Again, what do you think about, about moments like these? I, I think only human, they couldn't concentrate for like maybe 90 seconds. They were just, okay, we got it. We are in a tie again. We're back at it. They kind of durchschnaufen. To breathe in, let it all out, and then oh, we're behind again. What happened? <laughs> I think this, yeah, 
it was just it was crazy and uh they pushed pushed harder after that and said come on let's let's get this done and let's get to the knockout stages and getting it done we did the introduction of leon goretzka is always there at the right time doing his thing as we say in german dad wirklich gesessen i needed that one yeah. um because it would have been tragedy for us to go home and it would have been another bottom of the group display it would have and i think mentally it would have been really bad for the next two to four years absolutely so where do we go from here where does germany go from here we went through second in a tough group i applaud the lads because it was a grueling group to be to be frank if you look at it last two world cup champions and last euro champion we came came out alive and had a really tough opponent with hungary everybody france had a tough portugal had a tough game against them get to the group and now excel at the groups uh, knockout stages absolutely it's so important to excel uh, at the group, at the knockout stages simply because you've you you've got to prove yourself it's you can't make mistakes and no other group games left winner goes on uh, in order to compete the only thing i'm looking forward towards is the fact that we've been we've been we've been tested and tested quite well and in this yes. competition from what i've seen the teams that haven't been tested are struggling now even italy we're going to jump right into the u16 uh, the the knockout stages italy who everybody praised fantastic yes they won but they looked a different team and it was only austria i know the second half was i think it was the worst half of of italy ever i i i couldn't believe what they were playing 2-1 final result in one of the halves as you mentioned they looked almost shambolic yeah, no one stepped up i i think uh, he made one mistake by putting in ratti instead of lucatelli Absolutely. i think that hurt his entire midfield because ferrati wasn't good in the in the third group game he was just there in the in the austria game he was i don't i didn't even see him i think lucatelli would have been way better because he is not thinking about he's just playing he's having fun he scored two goals already or three actually mm-hmm. and uh, i think that was his mistake immobile wasn't really there but as you know Italy is an extra time champion. Yeah. They win their stuff in extra time and they did again, subbed in the right players and they uh, w- made the difference in the end. Absolutely 95th minute Chiesa, what a control, slots it away with the weaker foot from a tough angle. I was yes. in all and then obviously Pessina to put the nail in the coffin and uh, to send them uh, sent them through. Obviously Austria got one back in the 114th minute. But as we say, a little too late, Catenacho style. Yeah, in the end, yes. <laughs> they, locked, they locked everything down. Um, this game was just a nice cursor in telling people that it's good to get a little test in the group. It's good to have tough teams in your group. Yes, you, to you form the mentality, to form the team, to keep them on their toes. Absolutely. And I think we kind of found our team, our setting, how they are going to play with each other. And I'm 
Very hopeful for Tuesday. Absolutely. Before we talk about Tuesday, we, we saw Denmark walking. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, what is it, Danish delight? I think that's yeah. what they, uh, they were eating out there because they looked galvanized. Dahlberg with the double, uh, Braithwaite, even Braithwaite got on the score sheet. I, I Damsgaard, he is right. just amazing. Right. And on the left, on the left side, Mele is just ripping in the, apart. Sometimes he just stops, has a stutter step, and then he kind of continues. I'm like, he stops, defend him, get closer, and then right. he's gone already. <laughs> he's elusive. He's very, very elusive. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think Wales had much of a chance. To be no, honest. they were no. I, I, Wales. <laughs> Yeah, they finished yeah. second, qualified really easily in their group with in that Hungary group mm-hmm. and its Slovakia group. They were mm-hmm. also in the Euros, right? And uh, it's just I don't know. I think they were all thinking about playing golf with the bail. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll, well, they'll have an opportunity to do so, right? Four zero yeah. thumping by Denmark. They're <laughs> galvanized. Let's not forget that they have a little bit of heritage in this tournament, nineteen ninety two. They're definitely a force to be reckoned with when we're talking about Euros. Um, yes, they mean business. They and I think they're going to give anybody a game in the next round. Let's talk about Netherlands versus Czech Republic. What a shock, huh? <laughs> Netherlands, they scored the most goals in the group stages, eight goals, and they didn't score one now. I'm like, Wijnaldum was, wasn't even participating. They were making mistakes, easy mistakes in the build-up play. They couldn't finish. Uh, Malen needs to score that right before De Ligt gets his red card. What the hell was he doing there? De Ligt stumbling and then taking the ball with his hand? What? He looked, he looked like a man. Maybe, maybe he got the wrong date because he looked like a man on ice skates. Maybe the Olympics <laughs> are on and we didn't get the memo. He was all over the place. Um, I couldn't believe it. We're talking about De Ligt. I'm talking about somebody who was captaining an Ajax side. Somebody who won stuff with Ajax, somebody who, it looks like he beat the shit out of puberty because he's, he's young, but yet so, so uh, mature. Yeah. You, you don't associate that with somebody who looks like on ice skates in, 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 in an important round of 16 game. I was shocked. Yeah. I don't know what happened to, to the entire team. I don't know if what Frankie de Boer said to them. I, I really don't know. They were just, playing awful it's it's um we're talking about indicators and in my opinion it was just so simple for them in the groups uh beating people by sheer i don't even i don't want to say i don't want to take anything away from the people that they played in their group but it felt like they just had that quality that extra quality you know the dutch quality to finish off attacks but they didn't wow me like in Italy they didn't wow me like some of these other nations who had to fight and get their you know get their goals in order to qualify and can you believe it can you believe it holes and shit send you packing yeah round of 16 Czech Republic they were great in the group stages in that Spain group so they were proven absolutely they were proven another game to talk about the last game today we like to talk about, this is me, not even we, this is, this is me. I'll put my head out there. I always talk a lot of shit about Belgium. I have a friend here in the United States who grew up over there. 
And him and I, we always go back and forth, Germany, Belgium. I tell him, hey, be quiet. You don't have any cups. I don't know why you're always talking. Another thing that I don't understand is why you're, you're number one on the rankings, but you never lift any cups. All you race is air, right? That's what I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to text him today because I think it was a statement. It was a tough, tough game. I think they took their chance. They didn't have too many, but they took the chance that they had to. And that defense that we'd like to talk about, they're old, they're rusty, um, they're, they're going to get beaten. Looked, they looked like they survived. They looked like they, looked like they showed heart. They showed, they showed perseverance. And they got it done. 1-0. Yeah, I but- have to congratulate the guy, Grigor. That's true. Congratulate because they won the game versus Portugal. Very tough uh, side to beat right now. Um, but second half without Kevin De Bruyne, there was nothing. And if the game would have maybe, if Portugal would have scored going to extra time, I think they would have lost because Femil and everybody looked so tired. 100%. And the best, the best player on the pitch was uh, Meunier. He was just everywhere. He was defending, he was creating, he was giving Lukaku the ball and everything. It was just, he was just all over the place in a positive way. Absolutely. It's going, to be, it's going to be a showdown for whoever they play next. I think they're playing Italy next. Italy uh, versus Belgium, yeah. And that is going to be... I think it's going to be a nail-biter. Yeah. Close game, maybe extra time, maybe penalty kick. Absolutely. Whoever blinks first will just go home. It's that easy. Yeah. Now... The only big game left, well, respects to France playing Switzerland, but I do feel, <laughs> I do feel, <laughs> I do feel uh, Croatia and Spain. Well, that's going to be a good game. Old men versus young men. The young men don't know how to sh- how to score. Croatia obviously have all the experience, but they can't run. Let's see how that works out. France versus Switzerland on Monday. I don't think Switzerland has a chance. No, um, France. I, I think it's going to be all France. Um, yeah. Sweden uh, will play after us. Ukraine. Play Ukraine. That's. I think that's the most boring game ever. I, I think I'll just. <laughs> I'll just be looking for notifications. I don't think I'll be watching <laughs> that game. But you never know. The ball is round. It could be. It could be a firecracker as well. Especially if it goes to penalties. If they cancel could each be. other out, it could be. Yeah. But the could game be. to talk about. Tuesday the 29th, 12th p.m. Here, if you're on the eastern coast, guys. England, Germany, it is mouthwatering. Usually it has drama. I'm talking about there is so much talk around this game. It's going to be a nail batter, isn't it? The English newspaper is uh, tearing us up. They are saying, oh, it's it's our time to beat you. And it's our time to shine. It's our time to win the cup. Finally, the second Second cup we're going to lift ever <laughs> after that 60, 66 uh, World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be, I think there are actually two options. Either England plays or England doesn't play. If I they think- play, it's going to be a really good game. If they don't play, if they hand us the ball, it's going to be a nail-biter. I don't, I don't think they're going to play. I think they're going to leave us with the ball. That's, yeah. how sca- that's how scared they are. I, I know exactly how this is going to go on. And if it doesn't, honestly, shoot me in the foot and wake me up because I don't see how they have enough quality in the middle of the pitch over Germany. I think if they're smart, they will uh, give us the ball. Because if they come out to play, 
I think we're going to pick no. them apart. Yeah, I think Southgate is going to step away from that four in the back and put three in the back, just like us. Mm-hmm. He's maybe going to play three for three as well with Kane up front and Sterling and I don't know, Foden or whoever on the side or Grealish maybe. Mm. And yeah, he's going to hand us the ball and then he will try to hit for us his chances. Down. But everybody expects England to play a game, but even the fans want a game. 45,000 in the stands. So you can't sit in your own stadium, in your own country and just relax, rely on counterattack. That's, <laughs> that's boring. And that's what England scored two goals in the group stage. Come on. <laughs> Kane is not frightening anybody. Mm. We obviously need to look at our own nose, make sure that we are ready. What formation should we go? Should we go with the same setup, the same players? Are we going to see Gundogan and Kroos again in midfield? No, I think we're going to have the same lineup with the 3-4-3. But uh, Ilkay is going to be uh, out of the starting formation. And I think Goretzka is going to be put in because Kroos and Gündogan don't really work. And Goretzka is going to be the offensive side of the two. And Kroos is going to be the uh, stabilizer, the guy with the balance and the guy with just the calmness and the softness and smoothness when creating. Sounds great. Sounds great. I, 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 I believe that. What are we going to do over the wings? Obviously, Lira Sané had a stinker. After that season at Munich, uh, it's obvious he's kind of in a, in a slump. He won't get out. And I, think, I don't think he will be a factor in the Euros for us. Uh, he will play, but he won't be a factor. I think we're going to play with uh, Gnabry, Havertz and Müller again. Okay. What makes England dangerous? What's your opinion? After scoring two goals, I really don't know how dangerous they are. They can be dangerous with Sterling and Kane and, and Foden or whoever plays up there and creates. Um, in the midfield, we have the advantage. In the back, I think our three up front are going to spin their heads around, especially if they play with three center backs and McGuire is in the, in the mix. And Havertz is going to uh, destroy that guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah. They can be dangerous, but I don't see how they, they want to score. Maybe, yeah, one, okay, but how they want to score second. Maybe the, the game is going into uh, pen, extra time and penalty kicks. Southgate already said after his 1996 miss against Köpke, where we won the last uh, German Cup, uh, European Cup for us, uh, he said he has been practicing penalty kicks for like 18 months. I'm like, okay, that sits so deep in their mentally in their heads that they're going to practice penalty kicks. And Harvard said in the statement today, practice all you want. We got great penalty takers. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I'm fairly confident going into this. My whole thing is this. We need to capitalize on the chances that they're going to gift us because they will gift us these chances. Yeah. It's in the nature and we, we're there to capitalize. Do you think we have the right personnel to capitalize on it? Do you think we have the right personnel to also hold them back? Because I know they will counter. I know, I know Sterling will play. I know Rashford is going to play. And if we're going to make this a race at the back, they will be effective. If we make this a race, 
Diego, I'm telling you right now, I know we're doing good cop, bad cop. As always, I'm the bad cop. <laughs> I will, we'll be back on this platform. And I hate being in a position where I tell you I told you so. I like it more when you tell me I told you so, because it means success for us. I mean, if you play the two football countries in the world against each other, everybody claims that they invented football. They're, the 1966 Wembley goal is in the mix. And the 2010 Frank Lampard goal is in the mix, which was clearly in, but no one, the assistant said no goal. And then we won 4-1. Uh, could have been 2-2 then. If you don't, I know, if you step on the pitch and you don't want to play, then you're on the, on the, playing the wrong, wrong kind of sport. Right. You play in, in Wembley. You play versus England. You play the most anticipated match there is, actually. Right. How can you not? You have to be a, a fire inside of you. Just You have to be the torch on the field and just like, burn everybody down. And I think... Kimmich is going to be that guy and Müller is going to be that guy who is going to be all over and supporting, pushing and just giving it 100% all the time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our German correspondent Gregor said it all. Let's, let's wait and see. Uh, for the listeners, thank you so much for checking us out. There will be more to come during the Euros. This was the 91st Minute. I'm your host, Vic Bell. Diego, thank you for being on. Thank you again. It was a pleasure.